This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. If you are tired of being scared, if you want a better strategy for living, this warrior manual is for you. I could say that about the Courage Cast, but I'm definitely saying that about Lisa Whittle and her new book, Put Your Warrior Boots On. I like it. Put Your Warrior Boots On, Walking Jesus Strong Once and For All. Lisa talks to me for quite a bit about the keys to living fearlessly three kinds of warrior boots, the two best ways for defending your beliefs in an aggressive culture, how to experience the peace of God when the world is falling down around you, and so much more. I love my conversation with Lisa Whittle, and I can't wait to dive into it. So I'm just going to go right to my interview with Lisa Whittle. By the way, my name is Eric Nordoff, and welcome to The Courage Cast. Well, Lisa Whittle, welcome to the Courage Cast. It's glad, I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Yes. I've had your book here uh, for just a little while, Put Your Warrior Boots On, Walking Jesus Strong Once and For All. And I like the title of it already. Our podcast, of course, is, t- is titled Courage Cast. So I like anything with warrior boots in it. So. <laughs> goes right, right along with the courage cast, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is sometimes we try to hide behind our strength. And the, probably the reality is we all have a lot of fear and we all deal with, with weakness and insecurity. So how do you address that uh, in, your, in your speaking, in your book? How do you address insecurity and fear and that we all have. How, what do you What do you say about that, and how do you how do you deal with it? Well, I mean, I think the first thing is to you know just to call it what it is and to call it out because you know I think you know as you say we all deal with it. It's a human struggle. It's you know I I think you know some of us feel like there's this myth that floats around out there that you know some of us are just naturally more bold personality types, maybe we're more type A. And so maybe those of us who aren't use that as a little bit of a, an excuse not to be that way or, well, it's just my natural personality to be more of a worrier or someone who fears a little bit more. And certainly, you know, there are personality types that are a little bit more on the bolder side and that, that can't be argued. But at the same time, you know, there are things in this world that are just too big and too um, hard for any personality type. And, and so that it, it's, it's like a level, level ground for all of us. Right. So, mm-hmm. and there, you know, what I talk about in the book is basically when I say, put your warrior boots on, I'm saying basically trying to get the reader to see just this analogy of strength that we can walk through this world um, with a better strategy than how we've been living. Cause a lot of us have, have been living what I call kind of an unstrategy of panic and reaction. It's just kind of how we roll through it. We just wait to hear bad news and then, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. We wait to hear bad news and we react to it. 
But, you know, I believe that the Lord has called us to live better than that. I know according to the word of God, he is. I mean, you read Ephesians 1 and you see and you can read how um, not only is uh, he obviously above all authorities, he is the greatest and the highest, but he's put us in a position of strength because of how he loves us and he's adopted us and called us his. And so I want us to walk through our life better than that. And so I just kind of tackle it head on to say, Hey, we all deal with these anxieties and these fears. We're not living our best life yet. Cause that's our life is, is that our best life is the one is in heaven mm-hmm. and we're not there yet. But according to the word of God, we can live stronger and more settled, never going to be perfectly fearless, but stronger and more settled with a better plan than just floating around and freaking out than we do now. And that's really what the call is in the book. Mm-hmm. So what made you decide to write this book right now? Well, you know, goodness, we can look around the world, right? And see yeah. that there's lots of craziness going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, even obviously an author writes a book uh, long before it's released, usually a, a year uh, before. And it really, this book kind of was formulated in my heart and mind several years ago. Um, I, I just had this, uh, this in my own spirit, this feeling of sort of um, fear and, and, and yes, even panic over what I mm. saw was happening in the world. I tell a story in the, in the opening and in the intro about being on an airplane. Here I am, you know, the speaker, this communicator, I'm getting ready to go to an event. I'm getting ready to speak and, and hopefully inspire a bunch of people. And I'm on an airplane and I am, I have this sense of just panic and fear that just washes over me. As many of us know, you know, these things happen to us and, very um, inopportune moments usually where it's it's like all of a sudden we realize, Oh, things are bad, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, and so, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom, so I'm worried about my kids and just all the things. And, um, and I just was looking on social media kind of at that same time and listening to conversations I was having with people all across America as I would go speaking and um, sitting with my own friends over coffee. And it was the same sort of conversation of, okay, things are bad. How can we protect our kids? How are we going to be okay? You know, what are we going to do? And the Lord just really put in my heart, look, there's a better way to live than the way that uh, many believers are living, including yourself, Lisa. And a lot of us, and I believe many, many of us are living below our spiritual potential in Mm. the sense of being unsettled, being very fearful being very anxious. I mean, it's just, you you don't have to look very far to see it. You can read social media, hear it in our voices through computer screens. Um, You know, the way that we're living and the way that we're afraid. And Jesus has called us to live better than that. And there's a way to do that. Yeah. Now more than ever, it's, it's so necessary. You know, our kids have access to so much now way more than we ever did information um whether opinions uh you know they're they're all over the place and the access is i believe it seems as though the access is why we're seeing so many kids and teenagers and young adults with anxiety uh it seems to be uh, so common now in this generation 
way more either was it not diagnosed 20, 30 years ago when we were kids or when I was a kid or, uh, you know, what, what's the cause of it? You know, I mean, I, I think you're, well, first, I think you're right. I mean, I think, the, you know, I, I heard a statistic, I'm not a huge statistic person, but I heard a, a statistic not long ago that like 63% of Americans suffered from some type of anxiety. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would tend to agree with that. And it might even be higher. I mean, you just, you know, I, I mean, I go to college campuses and speak to college kids and the anxiety is written all over their face, whether it be, you know, being anxious about their grades, performance. I mean, you know, we, we parents have just put so much stress and pressure even on our kids uh, because we feel such anxiety and pressure. Mm -hmm. I think we live in a performance culture. I think there is some, like, as you say, so much information that is at us coming at us. You know, there are so many, there's such a double-edged sword of, you know, gather, getting all the information at our fingertips, but at the same time, we're bombarded with constant bad news. So it's very difficult to go through our day and be uh, above the fray and be, you know, uh, joyful and, um, you know, optimistic about the way things are going when we're constantly getting, you know, news that's popping up on our phone that says, Oh, another this or another that. And, you know, so it, but the, the, the thing is, is like, we can't remove ourselves from the world and the culture. This is where we live. This is where we are. And so I'm not a proponent that we bury our head in the sand or mm. just walk around and say, Oh, you know, what are we going to do? I mean, at a certain point, we've got to get up off the floor and we've got to, you know, wipe our tears and we've got to say, you know, all right, what are we supposed to do? Because, you know, believers in Jesus Christ are, are to be the strong ones. I mean, that's, that is, that's who our God is. That's, that's our heritage, you know? And I think that we misunderstand so many times what we have and the position he's put us in is it is an amazing one. And so, yeah, let's talk about that. I want to talk about where God positions us and why should we be the strong ones? Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, this is something that I've really, I'd love to talk about because it's something so, so on my heart. I am, I, I, you know, one of the things that, that I realized, you know, in in my book, I have these declarations, Mm. uh, these eight declarations that I believe were to make over our life, but not just make these declarations as in say the words, but really believe them, soak them in. And of course, in the book, I take you through how to do that and pull them apart. But the first one in the book was to know that you're able. And the, the interesting thing is when I, when I, really started asking some questions online and asking, you know, people, Hey, what do you really struggle with in, you know, this idea of walking Jesus strong, putting your warrior boots on overwhelmingly. So people responded with just knowing that I'm able to do it. And Mm. so that really kind of, it's what I suspected, but it was, it was even worse than I suspected in a way, if you want to, you know, term it that way, because it is as, as, as I believed. And that is so many of us just do not understand Eric, you know, what we, what we have and what position that he's put us in, in this life, because, okay, here's the thing. Usually, you know, people put us in a bad position. That's like Mm -hmm. humans put us in bad positions all the time. We're, you know, we're in an awkward position. We're in a bad position. Jesus Christ has put us in an amazing position. And 
really, if, if anybody, you know, that's listening wants to fully understand this, read the book of Ephesians, especially, especially Ephesians one, which I cannot get out of. I mean, I, I literally have been reading this chapter over and over and again, mm. but basically the end of that chapter, I mean, the end of that, yeah, the end of chapter one talks about how it says, basically, and this is Lisa's paraphrase because I don't have it open in front of me, but it says something like, I hope that you'll come to understand that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the father is the same power that is available to you. Mm-hmm. And this is the power that is the authority over all things. And he is seated. He is highest. He is never giving up his authority. There's no king that can dethrone him. There's no government that can overrule him. And so, and in the beginning of that chapter, if you go back, not only did it, does it tell us in the end of that chapter, Hey, this is the same power that's available to you. Beginning of that chapter, it says he's adopted you. You belong to Christ, and so it, there's an authority funnel here that you we walk under. It's an umbrella, if you will, that we're covered by the authority of God. Now, in and of ourselves, do we have the power? No, but because of the position He's put us in, we're to walk through life with a different level of understanding and a different covering and a different security. And I, I just want us to understand this heritage that we have that makes us able to be these, the, the strong warriors in life. And by the way, not because we've mustered up some kind of like human bravery, because that's going to have an expiration date to it if it's of our flesh, but that we have this power source that we tap into daily. That is a supply that doesn't run out, won't be overruled. There's nothing ever going to be higher than our God. And mm. that's a connection that we need to pay attention to every day. So that's why it's so important to pay attention to our spiritual lives, Eric, because we can't afford right now to have a broken relationship with Christ. We need strength and power to walk through this life. It's why, you know, it's interesting because we we plan out so many things in our life, right? We plan out like, this is the family I want and this is the career I want. But then we just want to wing our spiritual lives. Like, you know, if I can get time to be with God or if I can, you know, if this happens, if we can, you know, if I can manage that, that's great. The problem is, is that it's too tough out there to wing it. And Mm -hmm. we can't afford for the relationship with him to be broken. And so I say this in the book, and this is what I really believe, that a crazy, crazy hard world calls for a crazy strong Jesus follower. And that's what we need right now. And we've got to understand that we're able because of the position that he's put us in. It's really, really important. Well, you talk about our heritage and you talk about the family of God and who our father is. So I'm sensing from you that you know the truth and we need to recognize what family we come from when we are when we become followers of Christ and when we accept Jesus, we, we gain an entire royal heritage that is, puts us in a position that is far above the, the earthly position that we have been given, right? right. Yeah. And yes. And I, I, I really think it's something that maybe we know or we've heard of, or maybe we've never heard of it, but it's something certainly that maybe in our daily lives, we forget. And, you know, it makes all the difference in the world. Because if we are not a part of that, like if we are not, um, you know, believer in Jesus Christ, we're not a follower of Jesus Christ, we don't have that kind of hope and security, then we we walk around, we, we do have 
reason to despair. We do have reason not to hope. But those of us who have, who have put our faith in something bigger, we, we have made a commitment to this one named Jesus Christ. You know, besides the fact that obviously there's a, you know, a, this promise of heaven, there's also this beautiful earthly security that I think that's the piece that a lot of us are missing daily. Mm-hmm. We're forgetting that we're, we're, we're like, I'm just going to um, go to heaven one day, but like, while I'm here on earth, I'm just going to settle for floating around all over the place and being panicked. Cause that's what everyone else does. And I guess that's what, you know, we have to do down here. No, that's not what we have to do. I mean, we're never going to be fear-free, worry-free, completely, totally, because human flesh is, we wear human flesh and we will not be perfect. But I do believe that according to the word of God, not Lisa's idea, that we can live differently than is if we didn't have that understanding, covering, and security of the relationship that we've committed to. It's not just an insurance for heaven. It is a promise for earth. And I I, I want us to really get that. I love that. It's not just a relationship for heaven, but a promise for earth, for today, every morning. It's so much richer and deeper, the relationship we have in Christ. Um, I, I absolutely love that. Now you go on. Uh, and you kind of break this up into three parts. So you've got eight warrior up. Uh, I, I guess you, you call them, you know, you said, I am able. Uh, and these are promises and truths that you speak over yourself, right? You, you remind yourself of these things. Are these things that you put into practice on a day-to-day basis, well, you know, yeah, they're, uh, you mean, they're, they're, I mean, I call them declarations in the Bible. Declarations. I, you thank know, you. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that, you know, I, I, what I don't want it to, to sound like is some kind of like name it and claim it strategy that it's like, Hey, you just say this and this is what it is. No, I mean, you know, when I say things like you, you know, I am able and I will, you know, know what I believe and I will tell the truth to myself and others. And these declarations that are in the book these are things that, you know, we could say them all day long, but if we don't believe them in our heart, if we don't, you know, live them out, then they're just, they're just hot air, right? So mm-hmm. this is, you know, obviously, this isn't just something that you say, and then that's what you become. I do think there's something powerful, however, when it's attached, uh, certainly when it's attached to scripture, that you speak over your life, that you are, you know, claiming the power of Ephesians one, for instance, in chapter one, or whatever the scripture is that is attached to what we're talking about in those particular chapters. When you begin to, to, to speak those over your life, there's power in war in the, in the word of God. I mean, it says that the word will not return void. I believe that. Um, I just believe the air in the room changes when you speak scripture versus human words, which I've witnessed many times over when I go speak to crowds and, there's just something about it. But uh, these things that I talk about in the book, these eight declarations um, are things that I certainly pray over in my own life. They are certainly things that yes, I practice and I've committed to practicing. And they are things that, um, that I firmly believe if we are going to walk Jesus strong through this world, they have to be 
heart commitments and they have to be lived out. I mean, you can't, I just don't believe you can be a warrior in this life if you don't choose God and follow God forever. I mean, I, you know, and, and so that, which are two declarations in the book, by the way. Mm -hmm. And so I just don't believe, I think, you know, like in that chapter about, I will choose God, that declaration chapter, I'm, I'm explaining to the reader, listen, it's not enough to say, I, Hey, I chose God, you know, when I gave him my heart at that moment, we have to choose God every day. Um, and, and it's choice over feelings because we live in a feelings culture, for instance. And um, the Bible talks about in Deuteronomy 30 and in, in one of uh, in Moses third address to the Israelites, a very famous, beautiful address, but also a very strong one. He basically says, you got to choose to do three things. You got to choose to love, obey and commit. And so mm-hmm. when we're, when we go through life, can't be a warrior unless you're choosing God. And that is very, very important. Obedience in our life is a huge thing. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm saying there. It's not enough just to just speak it. Obviously you do have to, you have to live it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, do you have some stories about how you faced this and where you've maybe changed your circumstances or have seen things change um, in your life personally uh, when applying some of these truths that you've sort of discovered or sort of reorganized and formatted in this way? Oh man. I mean, you know, yeah. You know, every time, anytime I've written a book might, you know, the Lord has had, has rewired me first. I mean, you know, the, the whole, the whole book is, is, is based on things that God is doing in my own heart. I think um, one thing that, um, or one story I could tell is, is, you know, something that, that happened to me. And I talk about it in chapter seven. That was, that was really important. Um, and that was when I, I talk about this idea of the ministry of sameness, which is something that I believe that, you know, we, we all need in this day and time, which is basically offering to people through our life, a steady, a steady life, a steady, um, consistent life that people can know to count on us. Um, and it came through, uh, some, some compliments that a couple people had given me about, you know, being faithful to Jesus and they had watched my walk and they'd seen me. And, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes people give you a compliment and I don't know if this happens to you. I've talked to several other people that they can relate and I, I feel like a lot of us can, but it's basically, um, where someone will give you a compliment and instead of feeling good, it actually brings up some insecurities. Yes. You begin- I was just talking about this yesterday with a friend. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And so you say like, wow, you know, on one hand you so desperately want the compliment to be true, but on the other hand you think, oh, maybe they've gotten it all wrong. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I just don't know. And so in my own life, you know, this came up and it was, you know, this boy, you're just so, you know, faithful to God. And it, it made me question am I, would I be faithful to God? Like, would I really, you know, certainly I've been through things in my life, but you know, not my faith, my faith has not been tested in every single aspect of every single way. And would I really stay faithful to God? And it made me begin to say, you know, God, I want to practice this ministry of sameness. This thing that you're showing me is so important to show this world right now. I want to practice it in my own life. I'm not sure I'm there yet, but it's something that God has really um, crystallized in my, in my mind and in my heart has called me out into. And I've been, as a result of writing about it and as a result of thinking about it, 
I've been working towards it. I've been praying towards it. And I, I, it's made me realize the importance more and more that it would be said of my life and also be true of my life. Because here's the thing, even with all the, like the catastrophes that we've seen lately with the hurricanes, you know, what they need to be saying, Eric, what people need to be saying is, well, of course, it's the believers that would be the ones on the front lines that would be ministering to the people who have lost homes. Or, of course, it would be the they would be the ones, that, the Jesus followers. Of course, they're, they're going to be the ones that are bringing food or taking in people. Of course, because they're the ones that, that are representing Jesus. And I just, I want to be that person. And I mm-hmm. want us to be that person. And in order to survive and thrive in this day and time, we're going to have to put our warrior boots on and decide that we're going to follow God forever by modeling him in this ministry of sameness. And it's called me out into that in a much greater way. Mm, I'd never heard of that before. Ministry of sameness. Yeah. S-A-M-E-N-E-S-S. Yeah. Not sameness. I could say sameness. I mean, sometimes I'm not always sane either. I need that as well. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, man. Um yeah, I I love the the warrior boots. Um, I I really love the stuff. The way the book is broken out, it's perfect for an eight week Bible study. You know, as uh, a study group, small group study group, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I really i i i wanted it to be. Um, I, I knew some people would want to study it together because it's yeah. there's a lot in there they can kind of talk about, and it's just man. I mean, what what a better for me at least. I know that when I've got you know things bubbling up, things, anxieties, fears. I, I want to to talk to some people I can relate with to that and be able to kind of come together and say, hey, let's encourage each other. And so I, I knew we had to have a study that was available to people. But what I really wanted to do and what I committed to do was not making them have to buy another book or another workbook. So I said to the publisher, we got to put this study inside the book so that they can have it all there. So we even have a place for them to write notes if they have the hard copy and um, you know, it has it all in there so that, uh, so that a leader, I basically wanted to give a leader every resource so they wouldn't be able to say, no, I can't leave this, you know? Yeah. Um, And so we have free, we have free videos online that they can 10 minute videos where I'm literally just presenting the whole chapter that has an outline. And so it's, it's additional sort of stuff that's from in the book. And so I feel great about offering that and that people have really loved doing it as a study. People have done it with their family Mm -hmm. and uh, what a powerful thing to do is I'm going to, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about leading my family through this. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, mean, I've got kids of teenage boys and I've got an eight year old girl and how, how great it would be for Chrissy and, and us, uh, all of us to sit down once a week, just go through the chapter yeah. and, uh, and study it. I think it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. So um, where can I find the videos and all the resources? Everything really, all, all things put your warrior boots on is at warriorbootsbook.com. Okay. And it has all the videos. There's, there are, I, th- I believe there are nine because there's an intro video. And then every week there's, the videos are no longer than 10 minutes. And actually most of them are more like eight. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's optional. If nobody wants to use them, it's fine. But at least that helps really kind of teach the chapter and then leads into discussion time. And there's some questions. And um, obviously there's a, scripture that you can dive into more because this is obviously a book study. Yeah. Um, and then um, 
yeah, it's got everything there. The outlines are there that you can download. It has the keys so that you will not have any blanks that you can't fill in. Yeah. Mad at the end. Um, so yeah, everything there uh, is at warriorbootsbook.com. I, I'm seeing now I'm on your website, lisawhittle.com, and I'm on your blog, and I'm seeing that you're, you're committed to writing once a week, aren't you? I do, I do a decent job at that. I try. Yeah. I try. I do like Is that your more. ministry of sameness? <laughs> <laughs> well, my publisher would probably say she she doesn't have that in that blogging area. But uh, man, I try to. I try to blog. I, I love this blog. I'm, I love these titles like "How to Speak Up for Jesus Without Being That Christian Jerk" is one of your titles. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's some really great things here. Um. Have you been blogging for a while? Is that where you get the majority of your inspirations? You start out as a blogger. You know what? I did not start out as a blogger. No? Interestingly, no. I started writing books. My um, husband lost his job when I had three kids under the age of four. And mm-hmm. um, I actually just kind of started jotting some things down on paper. This was before the age of blogs. It's too long of a story to go into. But mm-hmm. the long and the short of it is I published a book before there was it, before Anything. blogging. Yeah, mm-hmm. before blogging was cool. So, I, but I've been blogging since probably, I had to kind of pick that up later, but probably since, I don't know, maybe 2010. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got some blogging under my belt. Oh yeah. Seven years of it. <laughs> Seven years of it. Yeah. You know, this is fantastic. Um, and, and the other thing that I noticed on your page that is really, really cool is you've got this pre-launch to um, a 40 day devotional, right? You've got a, a five word prayers prayer doesn't have to be intimidating. Um, people need to go check this out, lisawhittle.com, um, right? Is this the next book you've got coming out? Well, interestingly that you would say this, I don't know when this, when this will air because it'll air after, obviously, when we're talking. But mm-hmm. today, the, the day that we're talking is the day that this book is out. So today is the day of the, the birth of that, that book, the devotional book. Okay. Um, but it's, so it's out in the world. Um, and it's a, it's a 40 day devotional and it actually has an adult coloring book with it. So uh, <laughs> I know it's, it's so funny. It's hard for me to say that because <laughs> it's not my personality at all to do that. But, um, but what was cool about that was my sister is the kind of this funky, cool indie artist. And I was able to hire her to do the, do the sketches. And so we, we made this coloring book as cool as possible. Uh-huh. And so, um, so I'm proud of it, but, um, but yeah, it's this, the five word prayers, it's a devotional book and it's, it was a sweet book to write. I wrote it while my father actually was dying. Mm. And, um, so it was, I've never written a devotional book before, but it's, a it was a neat book for me to write. So if somebody's having a, a struggle, just sort of maybe they're at a stale place in their prayer life or they need to get started. It's the, the goal was not that people would pray less. It was that they would pray more. And sometimes, you know, when we don't feel like we've been successful at something in the past as humans, or we feel intimidated by it, or just like we're not a very good prayer. A lot of us struggle a lot in our prayer lives. It's interesting yeah. Yeah. that, you know, a lot of times we'll shy, if we don't feel successful at it, we'll shy away from it. And I yeah. want us to not shy away from it because we need it so desperately. And so this is a literal, it's not like I only want you to pray five words, which I do believe if, I, if five words is all you have some days that, that the Lord hears that too. But this is literally a, here's, a spark. Here's a few words to get you started. And then I fully believe you and God can take it from there. So Mm. that's what it is. I love it. Okay. Well, I hadn't intended to talk about this, but as I was kind of (laughs) perusing through all your resources available, 
I thought it was, uh, I thought it was pretty, pretty well worth mentioning. I love Thank it. You. Thanks. Yeah. So the book that we're talking about primarily is put your warrior boots on walking Jesus strong once and for all a fantastic resource for, um, maybe a women's Bible study, a family, uh, group study, um, any, anything like that. It's all about confirming truth, uh, keeping um, anti-biblical messages from misleading you. That's a big one. It's all about the Word of God, isn't it? It's just, there's so much truth in the Word of God. If people would just, but I think it's so intimidating to read the Bible. And, and having a book like this is helpful to kind of point some truths out, right? Yeah, I, well, that's what my hope is. I mean, it is all about the Word of God, certainly. That's, it's my lifeline. It is everything. Everything we need to know is in it. And I simply am, consider myself just sort of a, I try to be a segue to say, to point them back there and just kind of give some, some you know, some uh, ways to, for them to look at it, to, to, to point them back to the Word. And that's, that's simply all I do because the Word is the, the great authority. Yes, absolutely. It absolutely is. Well, Lisa Whittle, thanks for being on the Courage Cast. I um, have really enjoyed getting to know you, and I feel like I've just touched on the iceberg of all that you're about and what you're doing. But this book is so important for us to grab the, tr- the hold of the truth of in our lives. It's a game changer. It's a life changer. And I'm putting my warrior boots on right now. What size, are, right. your fe- what size <laughs> are your feet? What size are your boots? Uh, probably smaller than yours, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just a ten and a half, but but my feet keep growing, so maybe <laughs> oh, they're eleven now. Maybe that's um, that's for a different show. I don't know. That's a, <laughs> a whole different topic. I that's don't even... right. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, Lisa, thanks for your time. God Thank bless you. you.